Bienvenidos and welcome to the Luna Magic podcast. Luna Magic is a global multicultural beauty brand inspired by the rich cultures of the Caribbean and Latin America, the hustle and bustle of New York City, and the glamour of Los Angeles. In our podcast series, we will shed light on the behind the scenes of building a business, the community that supports us, the stories of others, and a few things we've learned along the way to win big. Hola, hi everyone. My name is Mabel Frias and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Luna Magic. And for the podcast series first episode, I'm so excited to introduce my first guest, my sister and business partner, Saida Frias. Hi, hola a todos, ¿cómo están? I am so excited to be here, así que vamos a empezar. Vamos a empezar. Bueno, you know, I thought for the first uh, guest, it would only natural to bring on someone who's basically, we're having this really like public journey of building this business together. Um, and I wanted to shed some light behind la mujer, the woman behind, who is Saida Frias, how you came to be and sharing, you know, kind of words of wisdom to the next generation of entrepreneurs. So let's take it back to childhood. Obviously, you and I met in the womb, as you like to say. But if you want to share a little bit about your personal experience growing up and sharing all the elements that have shaped you, who you are today. Yes, let's take the audience, you know, a little bit about our background. Um, I don't think people realize how literally we grew up in so many different places, mm -hmm. which has been gr a great, great blessing. You know, we were born in Miami, Florida. Después, we moved to St. Croix in the Virgin Islands. Then we went over to the hustle and bustle of New York City with summers <laughs> in Dominican Republic when we were in our best behavior. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Dominican parents do. They send you to DR for the summers when you were, quote, unquote, a troubled child. <laughs> um, but I beg to differ. Uh, it was literally a vacation. But yeah, growing up in so many different uh, places with so many different cultures, we literally experience what we like to call a sancocho. sancocho. Now, a sancocho mm, is right. <laughs> a sancocho is a soup. You know, a soup basically with so many different ingredients, and basically, it's like a soup with whatever's left over from like three days ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but it tastes very, very good. So that's how we grew up. We grew up with different cultures. We had the Puerto Ricans, the Cubans, the Crucians. We have, you know, Caribbean gals. We have, we had so many different people in our, our bringing. And that's why literally we can connect with so many people. So it was a fun childhood. I cannot complain. What about you, sister? Well, it's very similar. We grew up with a lot of flavor. Um, you know, in New York City, we had a lot of, you know, the Greeks and the Jews. And I mean, we have come from a lot of different, um, you know, walks of life. And I think to your point, it allows us to connect with a lot of different people very easily because at the end of the day, we are citizens of the world. We don't, you know, we see ourselves first and foremost as human beings, like we like to say. Um, you know, we all have two eyes, two ears, one nose for the most part of us. We like to connect with people on that level. On the human being level. So anyway, speaking about human being, kind of sort of segueing into how you are a human being in business, I want to highlight and, and, and really dig into your Shark Tank experience. And the reason why I say your Shark Tank experience is, you know, I think when being siblings, people group us two, like we're a two for one combo. And the reality is two people can be going through the same experience, but have a different 
perspective. So I'm curious to, to share, how did you think about the Shark Tank experience? How has it changed your life? And I ask because, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs of color, you know, people have come up to us after the show aired, like, oh my God, I cannot believe it. You guys were on the show. And I remember you and I were having a lot of conversations because at that moment, we only had $60,000 in sales, but we were projected and we smashed our goal to hit 1.1 million the year later. And us thinking, are we enough? Do, is this the right time? Should we like wait? Um, so I know we, we had a lot of those behind the scenes conversations. So what was the Shark Tech experience for you? And what advice do you have for entrepreneurs who think that they're not ready? Well, uh, let's start with that one. You're never going to feel ready. <laughs> okay. You're, it just, you're not. Um, but Shark Tank was a great, great experience. I feel that, you know, obviously, like I said, you're never going to feel ready. So just do it. Um, I remember being super, super nervous. We were in quarantine for over 10 days in a hotel. Um, and we practiced day and night, day and night, practice, practice. But once you get on that stage in that studio, mm-hmm. it literally, it feels like you're about to faint. It feels like you're having an auto body experience, <laughs> but you know, I'm the type of person that even if I'm scared, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Right. I, and I just figure it out. So I feel that, you know, that experience really, really tested my grit. You know, mm-hmm. that New York City hustle is like, okay, tú dices que tú eres brava, vamos Ooh. a ver. Are you going to swim? Like, <laughs> pick one, pick one. <laughs> yeah, basically what I said is, oh, you, you think you're tough? Let's see about it, literally. You know, having four sharks, was it four or five? Five with Alex, right? Yeah, five because he was a guest shark. You know, yeah. in a room with everybody super accomplished, you know, collective net worth of a bit over a billion dollars in one room. And, you know, two little old girls from Washington Heights out here talking about, you know, hey, we have something special. We have something cool. So, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So my strategy going in was basically <laughs> um, Mr. Wonderful was in the middle. Right. And I decided to look past his head. I was like, okay, I'm looking right. in the middle. You know, I always like to pick the toughest one. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to battle you. So I looked at past Mr. Wonderful's head, and I literally just stared at the wall the entire time because I knew if I looked at anyone, at any of their facial expressions, I was going to get stuck. And so whenever I got stuck, I did look to my left. I looked at you and I was like, okay, she gave me a little nod. And then, you know, that gave me like a little push to keep moving forward. But Shark Tank, like I said, you're never going to feel that you're ready. You're never going to feel like your business is a business enough for them to invest. But I prefer for them to say, hey, you know, no, rather than me living with the shoulda, coulda, woulda. I think the number one thing... Yes, the number one thing in life I fear the most is when I'm 103 years old. Yep. Literally, that shoulda, coulda, woulda, a mí no me va a pasar. Porque yo voy a decir, diante, yo brinqué, yo bailé, yo hice de todo, y estoy aquí. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about this senior home story around, we're going to be in the senior home, and 
for me, it's going to be my senior home and my, 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 my album, all the things I did, you know, fail or not, there's no failures in life. There's just lessons, right? You, with every experience, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn about your limits and Shark Tank was definitely one of those experiences because I mean, talk about everything. We had to shoot in Vegas. We were in quarantine. We, it was a six month process to really understand our numbers, think about the future and Again, a lot of people don't realize the sharks are speaking over each other. They're all looking for, you know, they're testing your entrepreneurship grit. And when it was all o- over, said and done, my sister and I, well, you know what? It was it was difficult, but growing up in the Heights was probably a little bit more challenging. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, is- <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Literally, we're all humans. And I we're was like, when yeah. if I made it out of the Heights, this is going to be a slam dunk. This is a slam dunk. You know, just being on the stage, we felt like winners. And obviously getting a deal offer, we felt like champions. But nonetheless, you know... You know, guys, we applied abc.com. It, we, it, there was no magic behind it. We just put our best foot forward. Y como, like Latin people say, you know, con Dios por delante, and everything worked out. Okay, great. So let's transition from, you know, you know, a lot of times when you're a businesswoman, everybody always wants to ask you about the business. I've never been asked so much about business until I became a true businesswoman in the sense of we have our own business. Every three check-ins is like, how's the business going? And I'm like, what about my personal life? You don't care. Let me, t- let me tell you that story. So anyway, that being said, how are you, Saida Fria, struggling business and your personal life, your love life? You know, people are curious, you know, we're young, we're cute, we're vivacious. Um, and I know that you'd be falling in love every single day. So I'm just curious, how do you manage it with being, you know, being tasked with creating beautiful products and bringing them from all the factories that we do business with overseas. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, staying in a constant awe, in a constant love uh, energy is what I think makes me successful in business. Mm-hmm. I need to be inspired in order to create beautiful product. Is that mm-hmm. simple? And what ex- inspires me? The everyday... <laughs> <laughs> Poet, the poet here. Uh-huh. What, inspires me, what inspires me is falling in love every single day, every minute. I'm literally like, I just, I'm walking down the street, just crossing the street to go to work. And I'm just looking, trying to find what's beautiful about life. Yes. You know, you have I, to, be. You have I, to I just, find it. I am yeah. a very optimistic person and I prefer to live in optimism rather than in negativity. Mm-hmm. And is that a word? Negativity. Yeah, you don't want to be tested. That's what it's <laughs> Negativity. Negativity. Um, Give it a little. Yeah, crunch, because it's little, like, yeah. we know life, life is hard. Life is hard. And, you know, why not fall in love every single day with yourself? First of all, right? Wake up and say, I'm beautiful. I'm going to have a great day. I'm going to have a great energy. And, you know, take that love energy, that love potion with yourself along the day. Um, being an entrepreneur is very, very hard. Being a woman mm-hmm. entrepreneur is two times, three times, five times as hard because, you know, we walk in so many rooms and they're like, oh, here's the girls. The girls, the they're girls. so cute, the girls. Hey. We're like, hello. <laughs> here's the girls. And I love to be called a girl because I am a girl, but I am a businesswoman. And I, you know, we are, you know, we work as hard as, you know, as our counterparts. So I love being called a girl, but how do I bring that grace over 
to the boardroom. And I use, I'm not going to lie, once I discovered <laughs> my uh, je ne sais quoi, <laughs> of being a beautiful, you know, being a woman, I use that to my advantage in business. And I think women, we have to learn that we need to use whatever we have, mm -hmm. whatever it gives us that extra push in closing deals. Of course, you know, and you know, and every woman has their own je ne sais quoi, right? Some women, it's the way that they dress, it's the way that they speak, right? It's how they do their hair. It's the lashes and how you bat your eyes. I mean, there's so many ways to, and it's not necessarily flirting. It's just making business a little bit more fun. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, there's so many numbers around us. And we're all always a little harmless in the way that we do it. Um, but I call it that Latin Dominican charisma. Like, we can't help it. You know what Literally, I mean? Literally. It's just... It's <laughs> comes out of our pores i don't mean it it just comes out so might as well use it to our advantage and you know we've literally had a great time i love going into our meetings and they're like oh my god you girls are so much fun and i'm like if i'm not having fun building this business and what, what am doing? i doing exactly we're spending way too much time doing it for not to have fun so very very grateful for that that's great insight. So, you know, you gave us a little bit of nugget of the Shark Tank experience, how you really look at love. You fall in love every day to create beautiful products. Um, you know, one of the things through our Mentor Magic initiative that we did in New York City um, a couple of this past month, which was so incredible, actually. Um, you know, we have women from our community. It's tough, guys. Let's be honest. It's not every day that you that women of color, well, women of color and Latinas are building businesses by the droves, but you know, to do, to scale a business quickly and to find capital, it's really, really challenging. So, you know, using this concept of mentor magic in which we really bring together a community to empower the next generation of entrepreneurs, what sorts of advice you wish someone gave you? I always think back to three years ago when you and I were like, we have no clue what we're doing, but let's put one foot in front of the other and kind of like figure it out. And it's funny because now these women, three years later, they look to us like, oh my God, and in our minds, we're still climbing. We still haven't reached our peak. And that's what makes it so exciting. But what advice do that, you, that you have to that younger you or that woman who's starting, woman or man, right? Because men are out here, you know, getting, 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 yeah. getting the bags too, um, you know, around trusting yourself and things like that to be a really good entrepreneur. Um, I, I would like to say, like I said previously, you're never going to feel ready, mm -hmm. right? So in the never feeling ready, you have to keep on going. Uh, <laughs> right? You have a choice. <laughs> you have a choice. You have to keep on going. You cannot stay stagnant, right? You cannot stay stagnant. So, you know, having that, I feel like in the beginning, the reason why we became successful in a fast pace is because we didn't, I personally didn't take myself seriously. In terms of the pressure, sometimes giving yourself so much pressure can be a good and a bad thing. I put pressure on myself in terms of, you know, being successful, in terms of uh, product development, in terms of sourcing. But I realized early on with our first, you know, that first wire, that first wire, literally, I couldn't even sleep. <laughs> I couldn't Could even give, the, give them context of what you mean. I know what it means is internal code because we live yeah. in the experience. So basically, but yeah. everything I did in terms of product development and sourcing the product overseas, everything was online. Literally, mm -hmm. Google.com. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, we went to Cosmoprov in Italy where we, you know, we found a lot of uh, factories there. But the majority of them, I literally just found online. So I was like, okay, I guess uh, it's time to send that deposit, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And send send the deposit to someone you've never met, someone that you're over the internet is telling you, I'll send it to you. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of money. You know, it was a lot of money. It was one, two, three, four, five, five figures of that first deposit was five figures. And it was a lot of money. So I literally sent that, you know, yo, yo me presine. Yo dije, Dios mío, Padre nuestro que estás en los cielos, santificado sea tu nombre, Dios mío, te mando este yeah. dinero. You know, I just literally had to pray on it. And I sent that. And I was like, oh, my God. Then that was my first worry. The second worry was, oh, my God, what if I saw containers in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean? No, that mm-hmm. was the Pacific in the middle of the Pacific ocean, like falling in the, like, you know, bad weather. So like, okay. <laughs> you said, she actually sent me a, 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 a video, video of yeah. the containers falling over. And I said, please don't, please don't. Yeah. Me. So, okay. So the me. first worry was like, Oh my God, what if, what if I'm sending the money to a scammer? Okay, cool. <laughs> the actual, the product got on the boat. Okay. What if the boat has bad weather, some type of hurricane, yeah. and then the yeah. product falls off the, the freaking boat. So it was like a constant worry. And then I was like, you know, if I, this is my first order. If, if I continue on this rate, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> like it literally, I was like, yo no me puedo preocupar de lo que yo no puedo literalmente controlar. Yeah, yeah. So after that first You shipment, can't worry with, with about something that you can't control. You cannot yeah. control. I had to let it go. I was like, you know, I am doing the best to my ability or the best of my ability, I am doing the best I can. I have to let go. So I learned that really, uh, really early on. And literally that's how I live my life now in business. I, I, as long as I'm doing my part, I know that's the best that I can do. And I let it go. Yeah. And that's how I look so young, by the way. (laughs) He's obsessed with age, despite the fact that we're only 15 months apart. Do not say that. A decade. A decade apart. Clearly, it is. She says a decade, but I'm telling y'all the real tea. Mm. But anyway, but yeah, I think that's a really good idea because, you know, when you're running a business, it's your baby and you have all these, it's like, what if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? It's true. I've had to learn maybe a little bit after you did, you learned it quickly. So congratulations to you that, you know, at some point you could do really good at everything, but you're, you know, a business is its own being. It's its own thing. Its own world. It's its its own, own there's so world. many working parts to running a business. And, exactly. You know, you show up. It's like we show up to our warehouse, you know, we're doing boxes, we're doing orders, you know, paperwork, financials, so many angles to this business, but you cannot control other people. You and can't control. Ooh, we learned that, learned that early too. on, girl. We've, <laughs> <laughs> we've learned that too. I'm like, ooh, I'm not ooh. in the business of controlling somebody else, but you're in the business of controlling yourself, right? And exactly. how you react to other people. I'm actually speaking of that. I had one mentor who said that to me, Mabel, at some point you got to learn how to meet people where they're at 
And when she said that to me, I was like, I wish somebody had said that to me sooner. You know, like people are in different stages of life, of growth, of people have also had different upbringings and different experiences. So part of business, because we deal with so many people, is to control what you let and, and let go. That's awesome. So back to that idea of advice. So what I'm hearing from what you said is adopting a mindset, do your best. You can't control everything. And what other advice would you have to, you know, an up and coming entrepreneur or something that you wish someone had told you that you kind of figured out whether for the good or for the like, ouch, that hurts. I think literally uh, people gravitate towards us because they see, um, at least our internal friend group, they see both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Mabel went, Mabel went all the way (laughs) corporate throughout her career and I was corporate in the beginning and then I took myself out purposely and I decided to you know pivot into makeup school and you know along that route and I grew up in what I like to say the school of hard knocks meaning life is thrown at you and you figure it out Mm -hmm. not everyone you know is is lucky enough to have a vertical uh, career growth, you know, sometimes you have to go to the lift, to the right, sat, sat, <laughs> up, down, or you like a little, you know, as long as you don't get off, get off the train, <laughs> Wait, we're still moving. Know, in New York City, it's like, stand clear, closing doors, <laughs> and you gotta like rush through the door, kind of like exactly. that. Exactly, no matter how many bumps, no matter how many, you know, diversions, don't get off the train, baby, and then you're gonna live to see the other side. So the one thing I would like to tell my girls boys, he, she, hey, they, everyone, is no matter how many diversions uh, life throws at you, don't get off the train and you'll be fine. Literally, life, in my opinion, is 80% uh, grit and like 20%, you know, I have this diploma, I have, I took this course, I took this, you know, I read this book. 80% is you figuring it out every single day. Exactly. And making a commitment to figuring it out every single day. And the beautiful thing about this experience is when I realized that everybody is figuring it out too. I was like, oh, you know, when you meet other founders of businesses that are farther along, you think that because they either raise more capital than you or they've been doing this longer, you're out here thinking that they have it solved. Then you, you know, you hang out for happy hour to like trade, you know, ideas. And everyone is and then, falling apart. And everyone's <laughs> like, they're like, girl, I'm still figuring it out too. Um, so that being said, you know, um, what sorts of advice would you give to somebody who's kind of like going through it? Because let's be honest, we've had some moments through our journey for me personally and together. We're like, are we on the right path? Are we doing it? Should we just keep going? Um, what advice would you give to the entrepreneur that is at that crossroads? My advice would be to just keep going. Like it, you know, it takes about like 18 months to two years. And a lot of people think it's a lot of time, but no, it goes by really, really fast. Um, because I think back to all the emails that we were sending at the beginning that nobody was responding. No, no traction. No traction. And now <laughs> I can't, I can't stay on top of my inbox, you know, cause it switches that quickly. So what advice do you have to that person who's either a solo entrepreneur? Cause I'm lucky to have you, right? We split this business halfway. Um, or that person out there who's like, dang, how do I get to that other side? You know, and a lot of, I have a lot of people contact me, you know, asking me the same questions, like, how do I keep going? 
And that is the, you know, sometimes you have to be your best cheerleader. Yes. Again, being yes. with that 80-20 rule. 80% of my existence since I was a kid has been me pushing myself because the world didn't want to push me or the word the world didn't provide, you know, the positive environment for me to, you know, grow up in a, you know, in order for me to be successful. So I had to 80% of the time push myself. Um, you know, there are so many resources out there online, google.com that literally have free information of how to be successful. There are so many resources online that you can find on how, whenever you you're stuck, you know, finding money grants, whenever you're stuck with any type of, you know, uh, business issue, so many online resources that are there for free that all you have to do is literally have the level of commitment and borderline obsession in mm, whatever you're I love doing. that word. Obsession. Okay? If you are not obsessed with what you're doing, then it's not going to work. It, it's a hobby. Okay? It's a hobby. Let's, let's, let's make it clear. If you want it to be a hobby, it's a hobby. And if you want it to be a successful business, it's you a successful to. business. And what divides a hobby with a successful business is obsession. Obsession. Yep. We are obsessed with our business, obsessed with our product, obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. And guess what? When you have that feeling of obsession, literally, I'm not working. I literally, I am not working every day no, that I don't when work I wake a up, day in my life. I don't work a day. I wake up so invigorated, so happy. I'm obsessed with the business partners that we've chosen, the retailers that we've chosen, every single person that lends their talent, employ everything. Cause we're at this early stage of the business where it's magic. We're creating magic, magic. and having so and much fun. We're having so much and fun. You know, and it's, I, 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 I love to, it. I had to pull my sister to the fun, to the fun <laughs> frame. I said, Mabel, let's have fun while yeah. we're creating this, you know, while we're growing, let's have fun because if it's not fun and it's, it's not going to transmit over into exactly. the energy of the product, into the energy of Luna magic, because you know, Luna magic is a universe that we created. That's Correct. what, you know, that's why people love it so much. Oh my God. How are you, how are you guys doing it? How are you guys doing it? Or how did like, you guys come up with the name? You know, exactly. people are always curious. Oh yeah. yeah. We should talk about the name, right? Luna yeah, which yeah. means moon in Spanish and magic, which means obviamente magia, Luna magic. And you know, Luna magic back to my spirituality. Thanks to Boulder, Colorado. Uh, I was obsessed with the moon. Um, uh, I love the moon energy that, that, you know, the mother, the mother energy the mother that is energy. transmitted by the moon. So I was like, okay, I like the word uh, Luna. And then my sister, you know, you added the magic. Magic. Because. I love the word magic. I, in that period in my life, I felt like all the people that I was inspired by and you have to have a love a level of creativity wonder and you know fantasy on uh, all the magic the people that are changing the world in my opinion have some source of magic they, you have to believe in things that you don't see and you have to have that childlike sense of wonder to go on that journey because otherwise i mean 
we, we get, I look left and right. My inbox is full of problems that I need to solve. But when you see it through the eyes of imagination, you're creating magic. Magic. Exactly. Magia. And like you said, we literally created a world that we did not see. It just, we imagined this world, you know, it's like we, uh, the energy of creating something, you don't have to see it to believe it. Is yep. it, that's, that's the saying you don't have to yeah, see it yeah. to believe it? Yeah. And yeah. I, and that's really what entrepreneurs are. Entrepreneurs are good at like seeing something that other people don't, you know, for part of it is sometimes your work experience. You've worked in, some, in an industry for so long that you, you see a space or you, your intuition, your gut tells you, this is a problem I, I need to solve or we need to solve and it needs to exist, not tomorrow, but today and as fast as possible. Yes. Um, so, and, yeah. and also be very, very protective with your mm. vision and your mm. ideas. Mm -hmm. Not everyone, okay, not everyone is going to see or have your vision And you cannot tell all your dreams, your hopes and aspirations to people who have, who are small minded. So Correct. protect that energy, protect that magic. And sometimes, tú sabes, es mejor no hablar tanto y hacer mm -hmm. mucho. That port, I am that the port. queen. I am the queen. I'm not talking about my business until I say, here it is. You know well, what yeah, I mean? Because at the end of the day, like people don't realize that, you know, sometimes and sometimes it happens within our own families. Like we're having experiences and, you know, they're not having those experiences. And sometimes people are just telling you advice based on their own perspective. And I don't think that everyone is harmful. They want to do it. They want to stunt your growth. But you, as the entrepreneur, as the innovator, you sometimes have to be honest about where you're getting your input from. So for us, I'll speak for myself, coming from our family, you know, immigrant family, I've had to evolve. You know, I love my family. My family's amazing, but I'm not going to go to my family for entrepreneurial advice aside from, I come to my family for family advice, right? I come to my family for, for values, For, for things that they're good at so that, you know, I can keep meeting the people that we're supposed to meet to take this business where it's supposed to go, which is, you know, let's put it out there. Let's manifest right now, Sister Samahia. We're building the next billion dollar cosmetic company. Pero claro que sí. Pero claro que, que sí. Like, estamos, that, yo lo visualizo. Exactly. Yo literalmente lo visualizo. Ya estamos en el cover de Forbes. Yeah, o sea, we're on the Forbes cover. Yes, let's like, go, you know. We're I already, I literally, I already, I know what it is. I picked out my outfit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I picked out my outfit. The outfit is picked. The, the hair inspiration is picked. My nail art is done. I'm just waiting for the Forbes editor to, to give me a call. Out, figure it out. Give us a call. We're available and ready. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you don't have to see it to believe it, baby. That's what I learned when I was 14 years old old rushing home from school to watch oprah <laughs> right 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 when she was on you know educating people to believe in spirituality believe in yourself and listen to your inner gut okay so saida uh, my last question is as you look towards the future what do you see and what either quote or advice or mantra as i like to say do you live by um Gosh, I have so many. I have a, like un back to the sancocho. <laughs> I have a, un sancocho of like sayings in my brain, but I am a firm believer that even when you're scared, you should go for it. Mm -hmm. Throughout my life, you know, obviously my young life, 
I've encountered so many, so many difficult, you know, it's either you go left or you go right. You go left or you go right. Like the matrix, you know? blue pill or red pill. Exactly. So many <laughs> situations that I, I would, looking back, I'm like, damn, if I would have gone left, this would have happened. If I could have gone right, that would have happened. But guess what? Yo siempre me he tirado. Yo soy una guerrera de la vida. Con miedo, a mí no me importa. Con miedo, yo me tiro and then I figure it out. I am at the mountaintop. Even if I'm scared, it doesn't matter. I am jumping and figuring it out, even with fear. Fear doesn't paralyze me. Fear pushes me. Why? Because I want to get through it, okay? The worst thing is to live in fear. And I literally, I cannot do that. Yeah. I, I like to get past it. So I just push myself and then figure it out. Once I land, yeah, I'm like, a lot oh. of people don't realize that it doesn't matter how successful you are. Fear doesn't go away. Fear is just this. Right what do we call it? On my shoulder. A little, a little, a Buenos little dias. friend. Buenas noches. Buenas noches, fear. Not today, you know? Not today. <laughs> and it's this thing that you constantly are grappling with. But if you learn how to, to your point, identify it and then tell yourself, I'm scared. You acknowledge it, but I'm going to push through. Oof. And like yes. everything in life, I'm going to win, you know, I'm you scared. against you over something that, you know, you, okay. I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. You pat yourself. How, however, I'm going to keep it moving. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Buenos Aires, Frias. This was an amazing episode. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, and your creative and vivacious spirit. Um, to those listening, we are so excited to close our first episode. Stay tuned for more episodes. We have other amazing entrepreneurs lined up. Um, we are going to talk about everything from motherhood to fundraising to how do you build an amazing brand. So we're so excited with this podcast because we're opening up our Rolodex, our network to our community so that you guys can learn the path of entrepreneurship, the good, the bad, and all the sauce that it takes to win big. Thank you all. And any last parting words, Saida? I just want to say it's a pleasure to be on the first episode and we're going to look forward to your emails and suggestions. Please yes. leave comments. We always read the comments. We always open up your emails and tell us exactly what, what you would like to hear. Exactly. We are ready and thank you all and have a good listen. Thank you all. Bye.